0: Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today.
1: This show is a little different. Doing how Jamaica, I've got to meet and to interview some really great people. One person who I've clicked with is Easy All Stars Michael Goldwasser, who was a contributor on the story of Dub podcast. <laughs>
0: This
2: is the story of how one small island conquered the world. Jamaican
0: potpour. <laughs> and a fair start, the Pal. Pound. Usain Bolt is also out, out well. Here they come down bold. the track. Usain Bolt!
1: It's a story of music, sport
2: and style. How its rhythms, athletes and language went global. Pull up, pull up! This is how Jamaica conquered the world.
0: Stop <laughs>
2: I'm back to the wonders of the internet speaking to my new best friend Michael Goldwasser of Easy Star All Stars. What Michael has done, being the producer of Easy Star All Stars, is to not to reinvent Jamaican music through the genre of dub, but definitely to popularise it by taking well-known classic rock music and, dare I say, dubbing it up. I'm talking to Michael about his latest project, which is Triller. The music of Michael Jackson and that seminal album gets the easy start, All Stars Treatment. So, Michael, can you tell us how you came up with the idea of sending Michael Jackson's most famous
0: album down the dub route. As you mentioned, we've been dubbing out classic rock albums started with Dub Side of the Moon, our version of Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd then we followed that up with Radio Dread which is OK Computer by Radiohead and our last album series before Trilla was Easy Star's Lonely Hearts dub band, a reggae version of Sgt. Pepper's by The Beatles. We were able to bring a lot more people from outside of the reggae and dub worlds into our world. But one thing that I felt as a fan and a lover of R&B music was that a lot of fans of reggae don't understand the connection between R&B music and reggae music. How black American music very heavily influenced jamaican music from before reggae a lot of ska and up to rock steady i think that reggae music as we know it would not exist without the influence of r&b so i thought it was important to change our path a little and not cover yet another classic rock album but instead uh, do something that would celebrate the contributions of black american music to jamaican music kind of show how it's all one music now thriller by michael jackson is obviously one of the most famous albums in pop music history thought that it would be a good album to do because of its mass appeal. And for us to translate music from another genre into reggae, we need really great source material or it's not going to work. And that makes my job as the arranger and producer a lot more interesting and a lot easier because you don't have to make the material great. It's already great. And I just need to apply the reggae and dub vibes to it. And finally, it's a celebration of Michael Jackson's musical legacy. We're putting it out the same week as, uh, as the anniversary of his birth, so we thought that would be a, a nice thing to do now. But also, I uh, I'd love for those people who don't take Michael Jackson seriously to maybe think twice about it, listening to this and getting a new perspective on on Michael.
2: Walk us through exactly how Easy Star All-Stars works. What exactly is Easy Star All-Stars? How exactly do you come by the decision to
0: dub up a specific album? Easy Star All Stars is more of a collective. The membership has changed over the years. It's really just this big collective of musicians who primarily reside in New York. We started the band in 1997 to just be the studio band for Easy Star Records, the label that I co-founded. One of the great things about being based in New York City is that there are so many great musicians, not just reggae musicians, all kinds of music. So every song we recorded, there might be a slightly different lineup. I would usually be on guitar, sometimes bass. Victor Axelrod, who's also known as Tikla. he played most of the keys on at least our early recordings. And then just a variety of different musicians. When it comes time for a new Easy Star All Stars album, such as Trilla, it's not really the Easy Star All Stars as a band making the decisions. It's really the Easy Star Brain Trust, I guess you could call it, which is myself, two of my partners in Easy Star Records, Eric Smith and Lem Oppenheimer. And we just bat around ideas. Sometimes it takes us more than a year. And then when we finally decide, I go back and just listen to that album even more. I may listen for a month or two without even writing a note or or playing a note in my home studio. And the next step is for me to write the arrangements. I don't go in the order of the album. I often will start with trying to come up with a cool bass line. It's a lot of experimentation coming up with ways to make the song still sound like the song that it is, but to have the reggae vibes, to have the all-star vibes. Then I line up the musicians, then, you know, we rehearse a little, finally I feel like it's it's where it needs to be, and then we get to the mix stage, which in reggae music and especially in dub music is very, very important. Mixing is part of the arrangement, deciding where things are going to drop out or come in or where certain effects are going to happen. The mix is primarily live. Every time you hear an effect happening, that's me, you know, turning a knob or hitting a button or pushing a fader. Every time you hear a bunch of instruments dropping out and coming back in, that's me doing it manually manually on the board which some people say is crazy because it's a lot of work and it's hard to go back and replicate what you did exactly on a mix when you do things in a computer if you want to make a change you just call up what you just did and click on a few things and and then it'll change and then you've got the exact same mix but with one little change what i do i do the whole song all over again and try to remember all the crazy moves that i did but it's actually a lot of fun running around the studio to hit different effects i often make mistakes that then become things that people really love they're like oh i love it when that hit of delay happened there and I'll be thinking wow I didn't even mean to do that I just hit the wrong thing for me it's a part of the performance is mixing so that's really how it goes from conception all the way down to the mix
2: I don't know why, but Human Nature has always been one of my favorite Michael Jackson tracks. I'd be interested to kind of understand your creative process on that, and understanding you as the conductor, not just how you constructed or deconstructed that, or sort of the vocalist for that, but then also how much control you kind of have to give up.
0: Human Nature was one of the songs that I went through several iterations. The funny thing is I can't even really remember what my original ideas were for the song, but I was working on a certain arrangement for months, and it just... Something wasn't clicking for me and Eric and Lamb also thought it it could be better. And then I had the idea of just kind of bringing it back to a very classic reggae feel. The drum beat that we used first was introduced to that beat by uh, Ross Barnabas, who is a great musician. And When we were laying down the track, I had written a different drum part, but Barnabas was playing drums on this track and he just came up with this, uh, he's like, no, 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 it's gotta go this way. So I just wanted to make it very sparse and dubby and de-emphasize synthiness of the original so I wanted to give it a very open feel and Kaz Haley the singer on it and I know he was a huge Michael Jackson fan and I just really felt like his voice would be great I didn't even need him to, to make any changes and also bring his own vibes to it and here for the singers i wasn't originally thinking of luciano for the song i hadn't really figured out who i wanted yet but i was talking to luciano about the whole project, and he said, wow, I'd really love to do Billie Jean. And I thought, wow, I hadn't thought of that. It wound up working out really well because he has such an interesting and passionate voice that's very different from Michael Jackson's voice, so it became a very different approach. He's one of my favorite singers to work with, so I had a lot of faith that it would come out great. I knew that it would be futile to try to say, I'm gonna make this as good as Michael Jackson's It had to be different because I couldn't ever achieve the perfection of the original album Um, and especially when it comes to the vocals. Michael Jackson is possible to imitate but no one's ever really gonna sound like Michael Jackson and really do justice to his singing. So I had to take the approach of I want to get the coolest, uh, most interesting reggae using these songs and get singers who could do something really nice and cool without trying too hard to sound like Michael. So for Billie Jean. Maybe the most iconic part of the song is the bass line. And I thought it would be a little too easy to just keep that bass line, but kind of reggae it up a little. So what I did was I said, I'm gonna throw out the bass line and I'm gonna create a new bass line. I wanted something with maybe kind of like a under me slang tang kind of vibe. And then I thought, well, I do love the original bass line. So what I did is I had one of our sax players, Shlomi Alon, to play it on baritone sax, which gave it a really cool sound and still have this new bass line.
2: interesting that you work with so many vocalists. You mentioned Luciano, Christopher Martin, etc. How exactly does that work? Are you doing this down an ISDN line or are you flying up to Jamaica? Are they flying in? When we first started out making
0: these records, all the vocals were done live in studio here in New York. Then for Radio Dread, most of them were done that way in various studios in New York. Uh, Sometimes going to a different studio for the artist's convenience. When I did the song Let Down with Toots and the Tiles, the only way to do it was for me to fly to Miami to record him. Then when we did the Beatles thing, there were just so many artists we wanted to work with that budget-wise and schedule-wise, it just was not going to work to be flying to London or to Jamaica or fly them here. So we started experimenting with sending the music over, and I would talk to the artists and give them as much direction as I could, and then they'd send me back what they did, and sometimes it would have to be several revisions. And I realized that even though I'd much rather be in the studio all the time with the artists to get the best results, because it's just impractical at this point, that this could be a good way to work. So on this album, quite a few of the vocals were recorded from remote. These artists were all happy to do because most reggae artists are very cool, down-to-earth people. They just want to make the best music possible. So in an ideal world, or when I finally become successful enough, yes, I will make sure to be live in person with every single artist for every song that we do. But right now we've had to resort to using the internet.
2: us a real sense and an idea of you as a producer and as a label owner how then you go about marketing something like this the avenues that you use to really get your product and your music out there
0: well i mean in terms of distribution we actually are distributed by the independent wing of sony so we do have pretty good distribution channels in the US because we were getting more and more successful with Dubside of the Moon, we got the attention of bigger and better partners. In terms of marketing, a lot of it this day really does rely on the internet, Uh, social media, Facebook is great, and then also we do advertise on certain websites. We hire a public relations firm to try to get us coverage in both print media and on the internet. And then we do a lot of hoping and praying that, that word of mouth will spread through our fans. You know, I've taken to to Twitter. If any of your listeners want to follow me on Twitter, it's M-G-Trilla, M-G-T-H-R-I-L-L-A-H. How
2: can somebody go about purchasing Trilla?
0: Well, there are several ways. You can go to our website, easystar.com, E-A-S-Y-S-T-A-R.com, and there should be um, very clear ways on that to find the way to buy it. You can also go to easystarallstars.net. It's available on Amazon, both in the U.S. and the U.K. and all over the world. And it is available on iTunes all over the world. If you search for uh, Easy Star All Stars, Trilla, you should be able to find it quite easily on your local iTunes. And lastly,
2: what do you hope to achieve with this album?
0: I hope to achieve uh, complete domination of music charts all over the world and to become the most famous producer in music history. No, seriously, I mean, well, I wouldn't mind that. Um, but our our goals of bringing reggae to a wider audience are still the same and I think we've been able to keep building that and I think this would be a great opportunity to bring reggae to even more people and to spread the good vibes of Michael Jackson so I think that if we can reach a lot of people and make people reconsider reggae music as a genre and make a lot of people happy then, then I feel really good about it. okay so next week normal service
1: will be resumed but before i go don't forget to write reviews on itunes each time i get a review i get more listeners so please write those reviews and thank you to horatio the horrible for our first review in jamaica now Super Troy 1974 in response to your review if there is a demand to keep how jamaica going i will do so after the end of the scheduled run also thanks to jc Nyler, marky pound mark and misty soup for their reviews much love goes out to morgan jones for the rather nice email and finally to kirk nelson tack chops mcgee dylan Blacklock, island rooster apparel anthea johnson maxine motley liz Astrom and yushio tanaka for their input on facebook don't forget you can follow us on twitter where we are at how jamaica you can follow me personally where i'm royfield built r-o-i-f-i-e-l-d that is at royfield we're also on Facebook, where we are facebook.com forward slash Jamaica. The website is howjamaicaconqueredtheworld.com. See you all next week.
2: Hold up.